I love winning. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's, but at the end of the day, whenever we're trying to build something, yes, the losses will probably still come. Um, but it's how we go about losing that, that I care the most about, um, because we're, we're taking steps forward. And, and that's one thing that I keep telling the guys is, um, you will never hear me complain as long as we're making progress, whether it's big or small, it's still progress. You know, I made visits to all three schools trying to do like almost like a recruiting event um, to get guys out. I looked at that like it was a challenge. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the High School Coaches Club. I'm your host, Max Price, and I am so incredibly happy to have you here today to listen into this conversation with me and Nick Strock. We'll get into who he is in just a moment, but first, just thank you for joining in and a huge thank you to Will and the gang over at Netting Pros for sponsoring the High School Coaches Club. In addition to the design aspect of facility improvement, Netting Pros specializes in the fabrication and installation of custom netting, digital graphic wall padding, windscreen turf, turf protectors, benches, cubbies, and so much more. Obviously, baseball and softball are huge markets for them. But Netting Pros has customers in football, soccer, lacrosse, track and field, golf, and pretty much any sport you can imagine. They are making facilities better all over this country, providing high-quality products and services to recreational, college, professional, and of course what we all care about, high school, facilities, fields, courses, and stadiums throughout the country. You can contact them today by calling 844-620-2707, emailing info at nettingpros.com, visiting their website, nettingpros.com, or by checking Netting Pros out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. They're phenomenal, and they're improving programs one facility at a time. Make sure you tell Will and the gang at Netting Pros that the High School Coaches Club sent you. This episode, number 45, features Nick Straka. He's the head football coach of a three high school co-op football team in Illinois. Nick took over as the head coach prior to the fall 2020 season, which of course was pushed back to just a four-game season in the spring of 2021. It's a team that hasn't won a single football game since the fall of 2018 when the team went three and six. I'd actually never heard of OPH or Coach Straka until he published a tweet that went viral. Here's what he wrote. Our team hasn't won a game in four seasons. This being my first full season at head coach, I cannot wait to see our kids' faces when it happens. I can't wait to bring the fans down and bask in that moment with us. It means so much to me to give them that. Anyway, that tweet came across my feed and I immediately reached out to Nick. Had to have him on the show. So here we are. He's on today. If you're listening to this the morning of its release... His football team, OPH, is hosting Dupo High School today, Saturday, August 28th, to kick off their fall 2021 season, and I am rooting hard for them. So let's do it. Let's dive in. Let's learn about this team. It's episode 45 with Nick Straka. All right, Nick Straka, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Coach. I appreciate you coming on. You know, we were talking off air about a few things, but uh, I really want to start with this. Um, I know you are a dad of two young kiddos, one's you know, like a month old, basically. Um, I have one son. He just turned two a little while ago. So life's crazy enough. How's life with two kids? Well, they don't really prepare, you know, they don't really prepare you for that. Um, you know, <laughs> me, me and my wife talk often about how three's the goal. Um, but uh, if if anybody knows, and if you get a chance to even, you know, meet my, my first son, Boone, uh, he's three right now, um, but he is the Energizer Bunny. Uh, he, he brings a whole new meaning to bouncing off the walls. Uh, he is nonstop from start to finish. Absolutely love the kid. Um, would, would do anything, absolutely anything for him. But there are some days where it's like, is there an off button? You know, is there, yeah. is there some, some way to kind of reel you back in? But no, uh, his, his brother Boyd, um, uh, yeah, was born, um, about six weeks ago. Um, and I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. He's about half the size of Boone and Boone's again, Boone's three. So hopefully we've, we've got a, you know, a future football player in the making there. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Our, our kid Bailey just turned two. like I said, he sounds very similar to, to, to Boone. Like he just, there's, like you said, there's like no off, but I had lunch with one of my buddies yesterday and he's asking me cause he doesn't have kids. He's like, well, does he like. Does he play in a zone at all? Like, is their imagination like strong enough at two years old? I was like, well, there's times where he might get like 20 minutes of playing on his own before he looks over at you and is like, Dad, Dad, he needs, yeah. he needs, yeah. To, he's, it's time to go. Let's let's do something. 
Yeah. Yeah. He always, I mean, even this morning he'll come in and be like, Hey, I've got a surprise for you. You know? And it's like, okay, what's the surprise? Come in my bedroom. And it's like, that's <laughs> his way That's his way to get you in there to start playing and stuff like that. And uh, of course we're, we're still trying to get the sleep schedule right with, with Boyd. So um, you know, Boone just doesn't understand that, but at the same time, man, he is absolutely infatuated with Boyd. Um, and, and is just going above and beyond, to kind of show that love and affection. There was one thing that uh, like this morning where I'd gotten him something. And, and again, this is, these are the things that I love. He just turned around and said, you know, I appreciate you for, I, I gave him some, and I'm like, man, you know what, <laughs> for, for you to say that, that's, I, I, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, man, having a kid changes things a lot um, in a lot of really good ways. But like you said, too, so they, there's just no off. They just go and go and go and go. And it's really tiring. Uh, makes you yes, appreciate anybody who who has more than one, like I'm saying. And then for you, anyone who has more than two is like, wow. Um, anyway, so, I, you know, like I said, thanks for coming on the show. Actually, and I, we talked off air, too. I, I, I have no idea who you are coming into this. I just saw a tweet that someone had retweeted or something came across my timeline and it was you basically saying, you know, our, our football program hasn't won a game in, in something like four seasons. Um, you're entering your second season, although the first season with COVID is it, super bizarre. We'll probably get into that at some point, but um, just, just kind of you in a tweet talking about how, it, when you guys win that first game, you're going to, you're going to really celebrate it and, and it's going to be a big deal for you. Yeah, I mean that's uh, I, you know I constantly keep thinking about that and just just the the experience and and in the atmosphere uh, for for our guys and, and for our community and and that was the kind of I mean I wouldn't say the sole purpose for why I wanted to take the job but um, it, it it was really like one of those factors that really played into it you know where I thought you know or I firmly believe um, and and call it you know, confidence, cockiness, or, you know, what have you, but I, I firmly believe that I can, I can be the one to bring that to, to this team and in this community. And um, again, I didn't do that in, in the first season, but again, it was quite challenging enough um, with, with everything that was going on. But uh, this, this go around, I've, I've kind of reshifted my focus. I spent a lot of my off season trying to, you know, retool, re, um, reinvent some things um, and just really dive into it to where, you know, we kind of didn't get that chance the the first go around. So um, yeah, that's, that's my mentality every day. It's not if it's, 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 it's when it's going to happen. And, and um, you know, I'm, I'm just preparing for, for that time. I, I'm sure it'll come too. And it'll be, it'll be awesome. And uh, I want to get into all those different things you're talking about of retooling and, and building culture and, and trying to turn things around and then obviously dealing with the COVID year and everything that brought with it. But um, I want to, I want to start with you first. So you take us back to um, your, your football days. Where did you go to high school? What happened after high school? That sort of thing. Yeah. So I went to, uh, I, I grew up in Bridgeport, Red Hill. Um, so I played at Red Hill High School, uh, home of the Salukis. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, it was crazy because I, I wasn't actually a football guy. Um, I, I, I wasn't playing football. I wasn't interested in football. Um, it just so happened a, a guy I played a, or a kid I played hockey with um, played football as well and kind of talked me into it. So um, I wasn't very good. Um, believe, you know, I, I, I struggled. I was very timid. Um, but I, I remember, and still to this day, I remember, you know, um, the first time I ever touched the ball in a meaningful way, I, I took it for a, uh, a kickoff for a touchdown, um, when, when I was in grade school and I was hooked, um, absolutely hooked. Um, but again, I wasn't the best. I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't the, you know, the biggest, the strongest guy, but I just, I loved the game. I absolutely wanted to surround myself with it every chance I could get. Um, I, I wanted to be playing football. So, um, you know, fast forward into high school, um, I got some opportunities as a freshman to play. Uh, I was a running back as well as an outside linebacker, which I was, you know, I came into high school at like 5'11", 155 pounds. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it, I, I wasn't, again, wasn't the biggest, the fastest or the strongest. Um, so I tried to find ways to, um, you know, kind of stand out, you know, just become a student of, of the game and just really learn from people and, and, and take pride in, in, in what I did. 
Um, and it just, it, it kind of grew from there um, to where, you know, I ended up getting my, you know, my first actually start starting at running back as a sophomore. Um, and then my junior year, uh, we came into the season, um, you know, picked to win the conference. Um, we were ranked sixth in state um, by the by the end of the year. I think we were ranked number two in state behind, uh, you know, big perennial um, Morella Foresight. And, um, yeah, you know, did did really well, went over 1,500 yards rushing, um, you know, led the area, was a all-state honorable mention running back and all-conference. And then, again, my, my senior year was kind of a, I don't know, a step back. I didn't have as many carries um, as I did the year prior, uh, barely eclipsed, you know, 1,000 yards. Um, but I the, the cool thing about it was the guys I played with were so darn good. Um, they, they made me look so much better. I think my, <laughs> my junior year, I had a 12.4 yard carry average. And then my senior year at a 10.2 yard carry average. Um, so that it, it's pretty nice. Any, any time you, you touch the ball, you, your guys do such a great job. You're, you're, you know, when I touched it, it was a first down almost every time. So, um, yeah, we were just, I was just really fortunate, you know, to play with just some really fantastic athletes. I mean, uh, still to this day, you know, I'll, you know, I, I show our team some of our, you know, our highlights and just kind of just reiterate, hey, you know, I understand you're in a position where, um, you know, I'm a high school kid. I'm not supposed to be, you know, maybe playing this way or playing that way. And it's just, you know, kind of to reiterate and, you know, I'll put on a highlight tape and, and just show them, um, you know, hey, this is what, you know, your, your kind of old coach did back in the day and they, they're just blown away by, by some of the, some of the athletes I played with. So, uh, after high school, I went, uh, on to sign with Millican university as a wide receiver. Um, I wasn't a wide receiver. Um, uh, they happened to be the only, the only school recruiting me for offense. Every other school <laughs> wanted me to play, play defense. And I felt like I was born to have the ball in my hand. Um, and rather than looking at different opportunities, uh, you know, I went with, you know, what I thought was the best route for me. Um, and it, you know, you, you live and you learn. Um, so I, I ended up signing with Milliken to play wide receiver. And like I said, I, I wasn't a wide receiver. Um, I never, you know, I, I went from a running back for, you know, since I was in fifth and sixth grade, all, you know, through high school to go play wide receiver. And, I just didn't do well. Um, so I ended up bulking up and, and jumping over to the defensive side my, my sophomore year. So uh, I ended up uh, having some injuries while I was at Milliken, um, got in a bad headspace um, and yeah, and, and gave up essentially, you know, pretty much walked, walked away from football. Big, one of the biggest regrets I ever had. Um, not definitely not proud of it. Um, and, you know, that's just one of the things that I try to reiterate to our, our guys is, you know, no matter how how good you are, how how tough you think you are, um, you know, especially if you get into a, a, a mental, a, a bad mental block, um, it can it can really affect you. So that's one thing that, you know, I'm constantly trying to reiterate to our guys is just, you know, if you're going through something, it's it's better to to talk about it now and rather than let it fester and, and really just kind of ruin, ruin, you know, where you are and, and what you're doing. So, um, ended up, uh, you know, done, stopped playing football with Milliken, um, then went and played like, um, I don't know if you really would call it semi-pro ball, but it was, uh, a team called the Springfield Outlaws. It was a, um, you know, I, you play on Sundays and I played a season there and then decided just to give it up altogether. Um, and so, yeah, um, that was, that was the extent of my, my playing time. I had a similar experience when I went to college, I, I went and played baseball at pretty much the only school that <laughs> wanted me to come there and play. And, uh, after was about halfway through my second year, so kind of, uh, I guess like January ish, like a month before the real season started. Um, I was just kind of done. I similar thing. I had kind of an injury. Uh, it's, it's, there's this line in the, the movie, The Rookie, that I think about all the time. Um, it's a really old movie now, but the baseball movie about Jimmy Morris, the science teacher who becomes a Major League Baseball player. Um, 
And then his kid asked him, like, Dad, why'd you quit baseball? And he's like, well, it's it's never just one thing. I think about that line all the time, and people are like, why'd you quit? And I'm like, well, it really is never one thing. But there's just a, a, a bunch of things piled on. And then kind of like you, I just kind of walked away from it. And then now, as an adult looking back, I'm like, well, you know, I wish I could go back and talk to the younger version of me, be like, dude, just stick it out. Talk to people about it. Uh, be open about it. Talk to your coaches about it and and try to find a way to keep playing because now as a coach looking back at all our practices and our games I'm just like man I, I would I tell our kids this all the time like I would give anything to be able to go back and play baseball again but it just it that time has passed for me now oh yeah I mean absolutely and that's oh man I I can't I you know I, or I hope uh I can get uh to experience that with with my my sons um to where they they fall in love with something and they have an opportunity um to pursue it you know uh further past high school what whatever it is um and just be able to to use my experience not not more or less to push them and make them make them do it but make them understand that um you you know your your old man now is <laughs> you know kind of regretting some of those things and yeah i i couldn't agree more it's 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 never just one thing, but a collective group of things. And, and not only that, but, you know, I, I'll be as harsh to say as I was, I was a quitter. Um, I just, I got to the point where I was so used to being successful at something and, and nobody really prepares you. Nobody really tells you, Hey, college is a step up. Um, and you need to brace yourself, not only physically, but mentally, um, because you're, you're going to have moments where, you know, you're going to hit a wall. There's going to be a little bit of adversity. Um, and, and like, what kind of man are you? Are you going to be the one that's going to step up and, and, and do the right thing? Are you going to be the guy that's going to cower and say, oh, well, it's, it's somebody else's fault. And I was the guy that said, Hey, it was somebody else's fault. So, um, that's, I, I, I think that's probably my biggest regret. That's something that people also, like you said, you're really not prepared for. Like when you get to college, you're most of us are among the better players on our high school team. And then you get to college and you're with a bunch of guys who were among the best players on their high school team. But you're not just you're not just going in and playing against other 18 or 19 year olds or playing with or competing against for for jobs. Like you're there with guys who are 22, 23. Remember, we had a 25 year old on our team. And it's just like you 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 walk in and you're like, well, it, you really don't get it until you're there. <laughs> you don't realize like how good everybody is around you, and the, the you have to really really love it and and want to be in that environment because like you kind of alluded to, some of us I don't want to say it comes easy for us, but through high school you might not have had to work as hard as you had to work in college to be as good as you wanted to be, and it's just it's a whole different environment. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that, you know, you kind of hit the nail right on the head. I know whenever I, I came in, a guy I really looked up to was a preseason all American in the CCIW. Um, and so he was, I think he was six two, two hundred fifteen 215 pound wide receiver. Um, <laughs> so I, I came in and here I am like, you know, six one, uh, 185 pounds. Uh, and you, you see these guys that are just making it look so easy all the time. And it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's infuriating, but at the same time, um, again, I, I think that it's a, it's a very rewarding experience if you're, if you stick it out. And I know a lot of people that, that continue to play, you know, even though they didn't, they didn't see a, a, a down of varsity time, um, they stuck it out the whole time and, you know, lo- loved every second of it, but yeah, exactly. So at what point did you, did you have an inkling in high school and college that you wanted to coach? Is this something that came along later in life? No, actually it, it came, it came in college. Um, so I actually had, uh, I went into Milliken as an accounting major. Um, and I quickly realized I did not want to do that for the rest of my life. <laughs> it didn't take very long for me to get that. Um, so I, I talked to, um, I had a fantastic advisor, um, and she really sat with me and just kind of, you know, did one of those aptitude tests, you know, just try to see, you know, where, where I, I felt really comfortable in and, and what really drove me. Um, and we, we came down to um, like strength and conditioning. Um, and, you know, I said, you know, I would love to be a strength and conditioning coach in college. You know, I, I loved working out. 
um, anytime I could, I would be in the gym. I, I really enjoyed, um, you know, just being able to shape and, and grow my body and get, you know, again, get bigger, faster and stronger. And I really wanted to help, you know, people like me, you know, do that. Um, so I, you know, I switched my major to that and I really, I really, you know, pushed for it and until it, you know, it came time where I was done playing football. Um, and like I said, I, I kind of gave up on, on everything else school wise and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I really wasn't ready to be into coaching yet. So it, it took quite some time for me to get back to that, you know, that mental head headspace where, you know, I needed, you know, or I felt comfortable enough to be leading, you know, either, a, um, young guys or a group of young adults. Um, but, uh, I did some, um, coaching, some OC work for, a, a, a junior pro level, junior high level, uh, for one year. Um, and again, wasn't, I wasn't ready. I wasn't mature yet. I was still, you know, early in my, in my twenties and, um, not, not really where I needed to be. Um, so again, I, I put that on hold. Um, and it, it just so happened that a, a few years ago, um, somebody called me up and, and asked me if I wanted to help coach, um, the team I'm, I'm at now. Um, and it was a defensive coordinator role. And I said, absolutely. I would, I would love to help. Um, and man, oh man, was that, was that a challenging year for sure. <laughs> so, um, it really, it kind of re reaffirmed, uh, my love of the game. I mean, in, we lost every game, uh, that year. Um, not only that, but, uh, one, one game, we gave up 84 points, um, and being the defensive coordinator, that was absolutely, um, sickening in, in, in my eyes. Um, you know, because again, here I'm sitting here t trying to tell guys how to do things and what to do. And then you just get done giving up 84 points. I don't know how many people trust you to call defensive plays anymore. So, um, yeah, it was, it, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of reignited my love, um, for the game. I'm not to say I don't love the game. I, I watch it every Saturday, Sunday, if there's a high school game on, on, I watch it, but, um, just that year, even as challenging as it was, I kind of found myself like a, you know, a little schoolboy, you know, just, <laughs> you know, trying to become a, you know, a student of the game again. Well, tell me about OPH. For, I mean, first off, uh, the name of it, there's like three different names combined. I want to make sure I get those right so that you introduce us to it. But uh, also just tell us about where it is, what the community is like, what the school is like, just kind of uh, for, for people like me and most folks listening who, who probably don't know much about OPH. Yeah, so OPH is uh, a a co-op between three high schools. So it's Oblong, Palestine, and Hudsonville, and it's here in uh, southeastern Illinois. Um, at one point in time, um, Oblong had their own team, and then um, Palestine and Hudsonville co-op to have their own team. And I actually played against both of them whenever I was in high school. So uh, it's not too far from where I grew up. Um, both have, uh, you know, a great tradition, always had great teams. I mean, really tough teams. Um, and just over the years, um, they've, you know, like a lot of other people have experienced, you know, the participation has kind of been lacking um, with, you know, getting people out. So rather than disbanding their football, they, you know, formed a, a, a co-op um, between all three schools um, to try and field a team. Um, and that in itself is, is really challenging because you get, um, you get three separate communities, mm -hmm. three sets of kids from different communities, and they're not all around each other all day, every day. Um, so we actually, tr you know, travel back and forth from one high school to the next. Um, so like we'll be in one week, we'll be in Oblong at, at their practice facilities and use their high school field. And the next week we'll be at Palestine's oh, wow. um, facilities. And so it's, it's unique. It's very, um, it's very challenging. Um, there's a lot of moving parts, you know, whereas one, you know, you would think uh, uh, a coach would have to deal with one AD or one administration. I have to deal with three. 
Um, and that it, that in itself is, is pretty difficult. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm hired from one particular school. Um, and then my assistants are hired from other, the other schools. So it's, you know, uh, it's, it's been nice. I've been able to put my staff together without too much of a roadblock. Um, I've had, I had some issues last year with just, um, some of the guys that came forward wanting to volunteer, um, and, and help. Um, but now I feel like, uh, this year in particular, I've, um, I've got probably the best, obviously the best staff that, that I've had. Um, and, you know, they're all from different parts of the community as well. So they're all, you know, got some guys from Oblong, some guys from Palestine, some guys from Hudsonville. So, um, that's what I've wanted. Um, because I feel like that's really going to ignite um, the community aspect where I feel um, we're lacking as well. Just that community involvement, um, really getting people um, to feel prideful of, of OPH um, and, and what it means and what it stands for. And again, a lot of people would say, well, it means you lose or, <laughs> you know, it hmm. means you, you don't score or, um, to me, it's more than that. Uh, to me, it's, it's about, you know, resiliency, um, kids continuing to show up every single year, even though, you know, years past haven't been what we expect. Um, but at the end of the day, isn't that what we want from our youth? to continue to fight, to continue to, to, to push forward, even though the outcome might not look so, so great. Um, and, and they just don't quit. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I just love that about it. Um, and, and like I said, I, I came, came back into this year, um, kind of, you know, like I said, just a reignited love, um, for what I do. Um, and just proud, proud, you know, to be, the head coach as, you know, where most people wouldn't. I, 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 I feel, feel immense pride wearing, you know, OPH colors and, you know, just doing, doing this job on a, on a daily and weekly basis. That's the, that's the big question, right? Because you, you have the chance to be on the staff, to be the defensive coordinator. You saw the team day in, day out that season lost every game so it'd be really easy going into that off season being like turned off you know this isn't something i want to be involved in uh even as a coach it could be a situation where you're you know you're kind of like you know i don't know if coaching is for me and everything you're saying is like the total opposite and not only that you're like yes and i want to be the head coach of this team too and i feel like i can i can make a difference on the on the team because i just it's just it's refreshing to hear because i think a lot of a lot of our environment in like the high school coaching world, we tend to think of it like this is college and our job is to just win games. And if we're not winning, we need to go somewhere where we can win. And to, to ask of yourself, I guess, is what I'm really saying, to ask of yourself the same that the OPH players have to ask of themselves, which is, do I want to show up this year? Yes. Uh, do I want to play even though I know the outcome might not be great? Yes. Do I want to fix that outcome? Yes. I just don't know that there's a ton of coaches that are out there looking at that and being able to put their ego aside for a second and be like, you know what, I maybe it is ego, I don't know. <laughs> but being like, I can, I can make a difference for this team, for this group, and for this community. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to say it's ego, but at the end of the day, I mean, I, I I would have to say it's a little bit because there are times, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are times where it's like, man, what did I get myself into? But then, <laughs> at, you know, there are just, you know, some moments there where, you know, even, you know, even this past spring where we walked away from games um, where it was like, man, there's, there's something there, you know, there, yeah, we lost, but it's how we lost this time, you know, and I know that some people would say, well, that's like a loser's mentality. I I'm definitely not a loser. I, I love winning. Don't get me wrong. Um, it, it's, but at the end of the day, whenever we're trying to build something, yes, the losses will probably still come. Um, but it's how we go about losing that, that I care the most about, um, because we're, we're taking steps forward. And, and that's one thing that I keep telling the guys is, um, you will never hear me complain as long as we're making progress, whether it's big or small, it's still progress. And if we start taking steps back, then yes, maybe I need to reevaluate what I'm doing as a coach because it's, it's obviously not clicking with the guys. 
Um, and we made, again, I felt like we made huge strides um, this, this past spring with, with just certain things that we have not done in the past. Well, and so then we, we dive in, which is where I think the, the brunt of this conversation probably ends up going is, is what you're doing and the steps you're taking as a program and as a coach to try to help these kids obviously get their first win and everything that feels great. But, you know, obviously as coaches, we understand, especially at the high school level, that a successful program doesn't necessarily mean it's a program that wins. Although I think successful programs end up probably winning as a byproduct a lot of the time. Uh, and so as we get into that, kind of where I want to start is something you mentioned a few minutes ago, which was um, assistant coaches. And so um, when you're in this community, you know, I, when I'm thinking about OPH, I'm thinking of like, man, I got to deal with one AD when we need a bus that just needs to go to one place when I have to worry about like homecoming or prom or anything like that. I just have to worry about ours. And then I'm thinking, man, you got to worry about you know, two or three different high schools and communities worth of things. So just, wow. Um, but so, you know, looking at uh, assistants particularly, how have you gone about like finding them or, 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 or collecting them or deciding who to keep or who, who to maybe move on from? Well, you know, I, I haven't been too select. Well, I would, I take that back. I've been a little selective on, on some of the guys. Um, one of the guys that's still on my staff, um, that was on the previous staff, um, is a great friend of mine. Uh, I could, I consider him family now. Uh, you know, and it, it was all about how he did things that really, it wasn't what he knew, but it was how he went about doing it. Um, he showed a lot of passion, uh, was always encouraging to the guys. Um, even at the end of the day, it was never demeaning. Um, and, and I love that. I mean, cause again, it, it's so easy for, um, a lot of coaches And what I've experienced is a lot of coaches, when things are going South, you know, they, they're quick to, you know, you know, get demeaning or, or, you know, um, really point the finger. That's, that's what I've experienced. I'm not saying everybody's that way, but, um, you know, and I, I just love the fact that how he took stances on some things and, um, and it was really just, Hey man, you're, you're the head coach. I'm, I'm the assistant. Uh, what can I do for you? Um, what can I do to make us better? How can I help us win? Um, it was really just selfless. And, and I love that about him. So it was a no brainer to keep him. Um, and then I had some other guys come forward. I, I really, um, I was really struggling, uh, because at, at the end of the spring season, I, uh, uh, the other coaches that I had were kind of like, you know, in that capacity where they were like, yeah, I'm done. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. So I was really, I was really panicking, uh, to be honest with you. It was, um, and, and I, I don't say that lightly, but, um, you know, I was concerned that we weren't going to have an adequate staff to really coach these guys to be better and to be more successful. And, um, you know, so I, I was constantly going out there, you know, on social media and into the community and just saying, hey, um, if you know, if you know anybody that wants to coach or is interested in in, in grooming young young men and women um, to be successful and build a, a strong culture um, send them my way, you know? And so one by one, I started getting, um, some guys in, uh, guys that used to have, um, coaching experience that kind of took a step back from, from coaching, but, um, had heard some really good things about what was going on in, in our program, um, and wanted to be a part of it. Um, so that, you know, I, I, I feel really great about that to know that that was the reason why they got back into it was they wanted to be a part of what was going on with our team. Um, so, I mean, even as far as this morning, I had a, I had a gentleman reach out, you know, asking if, um, you know, I had any space for, for another assistant coach. Um, so obviously there's a process there. Um, I care deeply that our guys are, are getting developed the right way. Um, and, and that, that's not just on the field, that's off the field. Um, because, um, after we're done with them, they become members of society or they go on to play somewhere else. Are they going to be good representatives of what we do every single day? Um, so that's, again, those guys that I'm bringing on have to be able to emulate that whenever I'm not there. So if I'm not around, what are they speaking? What, what's the message they're giving? Um, again, going back, is it demeaning or uplifting? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm more about that than I am about guys that know all the X's and O's every single day. Um, they can do all the chalk talk and stuff like that. But if the guys don't trust them, if they don't believe in them, um, if they don't see that, that love and passion, it's kind of hard to get them to feel the same way about playing the sport. I totally agree. I think one of the big things you're kind of seems like you're saying is that, you know, having coaches that can obviously impact kids, do it within the framework of the program um, and probably be good people first. You know, we have so many coaches that I should say we have so many prospective coaches that from the outside, if they've ever really coached the high school level before, a lot of times we tend to think that it's like we're going to go in and coach football or I'm going to go in and coach baseball. I'm going to get my team really good at, you know, blocking or really good at, at stealing bases. And the reality of it as a high school coach, is, as we all know, is, is that's a really small percentage of what we actually spend our, our time doing as coaches. It's it's so much about building building young men and women up. And like you're saying, at some point, they're going to go off and be part of society. And so you want them to be good representatives. And so, uh, you know, extending that to your coaching staff is really important too. You need, you need to have guys that you can trust and that can impart things onto these kids that makes them better people. Yeah. Yes, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. When we get, you, you mentioned culture and, you know, one of the things that I think is, it's a huge buzzword obviously within coaching, but I think it's there because it's really important that you have to have a good culture. Um, when you have like kids graduating, so let's say your senior class graduating this year, you know, a few years down the road as kids graduate and they look back at their time at OPH football and someone asks them, what's the culture like at OPH football? What would be your like dream answer that kids are saying? Who that is a, that's a tough one. Um, because again, it's, I, I really haven't had that much, I mean, that much time with them, but at the end of the day, I just, I want them to know that, you know, we're, we're going to continue to, to fight, um, not only as a team, but, but for the individual, you know, for the player to make them better, um, to really ensure that they know, um, win or lose, um, you know, my feelings for them, you know, don't change. Um, and that, you know, it's, yeah, you know, I just want, I just want them to know that, regardless of what happened, you know, if we, if we lost a hundred to nothing, or if we won every single game that we did it together and that we continue, you know, we try to continue to improve, um, as a team that, um, you know, that it was about the team that all the, all the things that, um, you know, we worked on all the things that we practice, all the things that we repped, um, you know, that they can continue to use that, you know, into the future discipline and, um, you know, the, the integrity of, you know, doing the right things when, when nobody's watching, um, just things, things of that nature, I guess the old, you know, a lot of the old cliches of, um, you know, we we just want to play with inside of ourselves and and we want to make sure that, um, you know, for us to get to the, you know, I guess to a, a, a new level or a different level, um, we have to start doing, you know, the little things right. I mean, just getting a practice on time, um, you know, making sure we have all of our equipment. Um, and believe it or not, I mean, even even as you get out of school, um, get out of, you know, playing, um, those are things that you're you're going to need every single day as well. Well, I think so too. I think the, I think so much of what we do as coaches is just teaching kids how to be like, I don't know, miniature adults. And eventually you're going to, like we said earlier, you're going to go off into society and be normal people because very few, if any of the kids, any of us coach are ever going to go off and, and get paid to play the sport that we're coaching them in. And so anything we can do to help kind of build them up, I think is great. Um, earlier, you you mentioned that during the off season, when you're, you're, your big things is trying to, you, you said, reinvent some things. So trying to make some changes to the program that can hopefully help, um, help not only win, win a little bit, but also just to, to make it, you know, be the program that you envision it to be. So when you, when you talked about reinventing some things, what are, what are some examples? Well, I, I really got into, um, you know, just going out and researching other coaches, 
uh, coaches that kind of have fell into this, the same categories that I am, you know, became a part of a, a team that maybe have not been successful. Um, and then looking at the background stuff, not so much the X's and O's, but what are they doing in the background? Um, you know, maybe just like maybe one or two things, you know, not really, uh, you know, I wouldn't say scripting or taking their whole script because it, that that might not work with these guys. Um, but just seeing different things that they were doing, you know, I attended some some seminars, um, you know, listened to some other coaches uh, talk about culture and, and and building a winning team from the from the ground up and um, and what they focused on the most. You know, what was the first task that they focus on? What was step one? Then what was step two and step three? And if you failed at step three, what would you do then? Um, so that was, that was the, the first thing that I did was, okay, I have to get better myself. Um, because, um, I, I, I look at it, um, as, you know, uh, I came here to, to, to make these guys successful and people aren't seeing, maybe aren't seeing that because of what the scoreboard's doing. They're not seeing, um, that whenever football started back up in the spring, I had eight or nine guys that had D's and F's, but whenever football started back up um, and we really pushed the message, you need to get your grades up. You know, this is going to be more important than you playing. Um, all of a sudden we had no guys failing classes. You know, we had, um, you know, I would say uh, a, a great grade point average guys that were skipping classes you know, that should not have been skipping classes. Um, you know, we want, we wanted to put emphasis on that. So, um, you know, like I said, I went back to the drawing board. I was, I was really upset with some of the things I did. Some of those like do's and don'ts of, of coaching, like the coaching for dummies. That's pretty much where I went, <laughs> went back to. Um, because again, I was, I, I, I wasn't where I'm at now, um, where I wasn't looking at what other coaches were doing. Um, so I really thought I knew everything and, and you don't. I mean, it's it's so foolish of me to sit here and think out of uh, out of all the things I, I continue to try and improve on um, being a head coach, which I've never been before, that I, I would come in and just know everything. Um, so I really like I said, I took a step back. Uh, I went out and bought like uh, Kenny Simpson's book, Find a Way. Um, you know, I attend some uh, some conferences. I watch a lot of YouTube, you know, videos of you know coaches and um, them just having presentations on um, you know what what they're doing and and how they're communicating to their kids. And I jumped on social media and started doing some things I'm not comfortable with, like doing weekly, you know, web videos, live videos on our on our you know our football Facebook page, just telling you know the community and the team. Um, what's going on, you know, what I'm working on, just trying to keep them informed, just letting them know that, Hey, I'm, I'm working. Um, and that it's, it's, it's more than just, you know, a job to me. Um, and, um, you know, I just, I, I wanted them to experience that. And again, I, I'm not a great public speaker, uh, wasn't, wasn't good a lot of times. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I did that and I, I felt like a lot of people really appreciated it knowing what we were doing and what we, you know, what I was working on, um, you know, staff hires, stuff like that. And then of course, um, our off season program. So, um, I wanted to find ways to get guys into the weight room. Uh, when I first showed up, there wasn't anybody, coming to weights. I think at one point in time, I was averaging like four guys. Um, this off season, a little better. I was averaging 12 to 17. Um, so, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll see that trend uh, into, into the future. But, um, you know, I, I would love a hundred percent, but that, you know, again, um, you know, you can, you can only take what you, what you get. And, um, you know, we just trying to find ways to be better. When I, when I think of like your situation, I'm thinking like everything you're saying in my head, I keep thinking about how you're having to do this within, you know, three different schools, essentially. Like it's, you know, for me, if I want guys to 
come do an off-season workout, I can do it after school. And they just, they leave class and they walk down to the weight room and we're going. And then I think about, okay, you're in, you're in basically three different places. And so kids are having to do that. Then I think of like trying to recruit more kids to the sport. And I, you know, within one school, I could probably do that pretty easily. I could have, you know, different posters hanging in the walls or whatever, or, you know, whatever. And then I think about your situation, like you'd have to do that three different schools. And then I just, like just the challenge that, you know, as a head coach, you don't really know what you don't know until you're doing it. And then I think on top of that, you're having to do that within three different schools at the same time for the one team that you have. Yeah, I, I would say that, like I, I mean, I don't think anybody, I, I maybe you're, you're understanding how challenging it may be to, <laughs> to have the three different schools and, um, that was one thing that I, I, I really wanted to put a lot of emphasis on um, getting to all three schools. You know, I made um, made visits to all three schools trying to do like almost like a recruiting event mm-hmm. um, to get guys out. Um, every time I showed up, you know, I would show up with a you know, um, like a spreadsheet, um, have the player write their name down and then they had to write down somebody new, you know, or somebody that wasn't playing. Um, and then the next time I would show up, they had to write down somebody else um, rather than the same the same name. Um, so it you know, again, I I looked at that like it was a challenge, um, you know, in its in itself and and how I could go about doing that, you know, staying really communicative with their administrators, um, getting them, you know, a sense of who I am, because if they don't know who I am, it's kind of hard for. I would think for them to push people in my direction. Um, oh, go play, you know, go play football. I think coach, you know, it, you know, I, I would want them to understand who I am as a person. Um, and maybe they would feel more inclined to kind of, you know, talk it, talk a kid in, into coming to play. Um, so we, um, we bounced around. Um, we go from one high school, like in the off season, we go from one high school uh, to the next for, for off season training. Um, so again, very challenging. We don't have buses, the bus players there, kids have to drive there. Parents have to drive there. Um, but we as assistant coaches have really offered ourselves up to be, um, kind of like taxi cabs for them. And, and we want to, we want to make sure that we can get all in attendance because that makes us better in the end. Um, but, uh, man, it's, it's challenging, but I, you know, I love the challenge. I, I think, I think that that's if I can if I can master that I think that it will start to make things a a whole lot easier if if I can start to really understand how to you know really reach out to each player each you know or each player in each community um and really attract those guys to come out because if they don't see me every single day if they don't know who I am it's kind of hard for them to want to to jump on that train and, or, or really get rowing in the same direction as, as, as the rest of the team. Well, and then you also mentioned parents. So then my head of course goes to having parents in three different, you know, high schools and each little small community that goes along with that too, and trying to get support for your program, maybe not necessarily financially, but just having parents on your side is a big deal too. And, you know, being at three different schools can be tough too. What have you tried to do as far as parents and, and, and parent involvement in the program, if anything? Yeah. So again, that, uh, the, the live, uh, the live, uh, chats, the live, uh, webinars, um, that I did in the off season were kind of a way to, to, to get my, you know, put myself out there, um, to get parents to really see who I am, to get them involved. Um, you know, I haven't really gotten, um, to the point where I, I would like to, where we start doing things to get more parents involved. Um, you know, I've, um, you know, as of late reached out, um, in regards to like our team meals, that's another great way for, for our, our, our parents to come, you know, come in and engage with us and, and really get to know us as coaches, um, but as far as, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of other coaches do some really cool um, and, and exciting things like, you know, I think it's like uh, Mother Night uh, where they invite, you know, their mothers, you know, every player's mother to come and attend 
attend practice and really mm-hmm. get a feel for what's going on. I think that's exceptional. Um, you know, but, um, yeah, I just, I haven't got there yet. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason, um, for it, but, um, you know, I, I, I heard one of one coach that did like the live shows and stuff like that, just kind of reiterating like who I, you know, who you are and in, in the philosophy and, and what you're trying to accomplish this off season and going into this season. And he, he had some great engagement. So that was, again, that was something that I, I took from somebody else. And, um, you know, again, I've got a lot of, a lot of parents that have, you know, jumped on, you know, social media or when I see in public that will, you know, come up and introduce themselves or, um, you know, will talk to me like we've, we've known each other for, for years. Um, and so like, I think that that's a great, um, a great step for us. Um, because I think if we can really start to win the community over, I think that we're going to, that's going to help our whole recruiting aspect or help, um, just make this thing come alive um, in, in a sense. I think so too. How many, how many players do you have in the program? So right now I'm at 29. Um, so that's how many that have, have showed up to pick up equipment as of late. Um, <laughs> again, I, I would love more. I'm sure everybody would love more. Um, coming off a spring season where I had 22. Um, but again, it's... <sighs> Somebody told me you just need 11, um, you know, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. Um, I, I, I tend to think differently where I would like <laughs> to be able like to be able to say yeah. I, can, I can have 11 on offense and a different 11 <laughs> on, on defense. But, you know, again, um, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and make excuses for 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 it. Um, you know, our, our guys are. Um, man, do we, we just have a great group this year and I, I can't help but to be excited for them. Um, but, um, yeah, there's, there's 29 so far and, and hopefully I get a few straggler, stragglers that show up on, on Monday. Now, you know, 29, you could have two different 11s. That could work. Who knows? When, when you talk, I don't want to go too deep into the football side of things just because I know a lot of the people listening aren't going to be football coaches, but I have to ask anyway, um, when you when you kind of think of the program heading into this upcoming season, let, let's look at the offensive side. How would you kind of describe the team offensive like style or philosophy that you guys kind of plan to run? Yeah, so we run a, a, a double wing. Um, I I I came from the offense. Uh, we kind of we try to do something a little different in in spring, um, where I came out and we were actually in the in the pistol uh, wing offense and. Uh, Right before the season, uh, two of my guys that we had pegged to be, you know, or really that quarterback position, one, you know, moved to Arkansas and the other okay. one decided he just didn't want to play. So um, I, I, again, going back into the offseason and really trying to retool myself, you know, I came across a guy that said, you know, if you're if you're building a, an offense based on personnel um, and the personnel aspect falls through. Um, you're, 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 that's a recipe for disaster. Um, and so that's what I did. And so I had to move a wide receiver to the quarterback and, um, he, he just, he didn't like the position. Um, I, I kind of had to force him to, and I didn't like that because I, I want guys to want to play in certain positions. Um, but he was, a, he was a trooper about it. I mean, he, uh, he did everything I asked of him, but in the end, he just, it wasn't right for us. And it was evident every single week. I mean, we would have ex- just great moments, but then, you know, other moments, we just looked um, like we had no idea what we were doing. And that's my fault. I mean, that's absolutely my fault. What about the defensive side? So defensively, we we changed up our defense. We did a, an attacking uh, 4-4 last year that wasn't so much of attacking. Uh, we were kind of <laughs> – we kind of sat on our heels a lot um, and didn't really play to where I expected us to play. Um, we got pushed around um, a lot of times. Um, we've got some really good-sized kids, and, and I mean, I – I would put our guys up against anybody in, in the size department, but we got pushed around so easily that um, at times it was kind of, 
it was kind of embarrassing just for the guys like, man, what are we, what are we doing? Um, you know, are we just not understanding where, you know, our, our gaps, are we not extending our roles, our responsibilities? Um, and so this year we kind of changed it up to, um, to like a four, three, um, quarters coverage where we're not putting so, um, we're not putting so much responsibility on our defensive line to be, you know, who, you know, we, we thought last year or this past spring that our defensive line was going to be the, the, the winners, the winners of the game uh, for us. And it just didn't turn out that way. Um, so we, um, we kind of changed some things up and we've seen some great progress. I mean, we had a, a, a scrimmage against a, a team uh, close to us and I was, I was blown away by, by how, how well of our defense w- was operating and communicating. And that was one thing that we were lacking was just communication and, and guys just, you know, again, just feeling that energy, um, you know, vibing off of one another and, and, and just knowing their roles. And, um, it was just good to see. It was, it was nice to see it working. That's awesome. I think it'll be a lot of fun for guys too. When you start to see them clicking like that, like you're talking about, um, that, I think that goes a long way. Those little successes within a season or preseason or, or off season. And then all of a sudden you get into the real season, you start playing games that happens a little bit. And all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, winning your, the first game in a handful of years. And for these kids are probably the first when they'll have at the high school level right just based on years wise so when when that happens how how exciting is that going to be for the community and for those kids oh man uh, you know i could probably get emotional just thinking about it um uh, because you know i just I, i'm so hopeful for him and and that's that's really why you know i kind of put myself through the ringer um this 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 past off season was because i i want that for him um, I really do. I mean, I would, I would definitely trade a, a lot of my my wins and, and my accolades just to to have them experience that and to have our communities experience that. Because um, you know, kind of like I said in the tweet, I just I, I, I just visualizing um, just being able to you know kind of huddle up after after that time you know, comes and being able to call our fans into that that huddle at the end of the game and and just to you know to celebrate them and, and, and then finally doing it. Because I think, I think once we experience that, um, once we know that it can be done, because a lot of times we're, we're, we're looking at it like, Oh, it's here comes another loss. We're not looking at it like, you know, you know, we have a chance. It's um, how, how some of the guys might say, well, how bad are we going to lose? I just, I think that it's going to completely change the mindset and the mentality uh, amongst these guys that if we work hard and we really um, put forth the effort that, you know, it pays off in the long run. And um, man, it's going to be such a sweet thing. It, it really will. One of the things you mentioned there is that, that, that feeling that you get and we're all, we all succumb to it. And when you're, I don't want to say used to losing, but when you've lost a lot of games, especially as a high school kid, it's hard to see the big picture, but um even when, like you mentioned, even when you're close, when the game's feeling good, things are on the right track, and then all of a sudden something big happens, some big momentum swing, I, I don't know, punt return for a touchdown or an interception or something like that. And then that feeling that is really easy to give into where it's like, oh, here we go again. Like, now we're going to lose. And and I think so much of, of what you're doing with those kids is helping them get past that feeling. And then eventually once you get that, that first win, then all of a sudden you can, you, you have something as a high school kid and as a high school coach to look back to and say, see now when we're in this situation, a different game and, and that big momentum swing happens, we can look back and say, yeah, but we can still win the game. Right. And, and, and it's hard for kids to get that until they've actually experienced it. Yeah. And that's, uh, again, that's been a, a, a big focus of ours um, since, you know, this past spring um, was, you know, we, we all talk about the adversity monster um, mm-hmm. that really just shows up when we, when we least expect it. Um, you know, we think we're, we're strong, we're, pow- you know, we're powerful and, and then something happens. Um, and it's, it, you know, that's, that's the one things that, in my opinion, I think that's the one thing we have struggled with as a team, um, even before my my time, was just whenever things go wrong, what type of person are you? 
you know, what, who are you going to become? Um, are you going to, you know, are you going to, you know, kind of, you know, pull up, pull up your big boy shorts and, and say, Hey, it's time, it's time to go to work. You know, this is going to be a dog fight. Or are you going to, you know, um, cur curl up and, um, you know, wait for the ending, you know? Um, and so our, you know, for our guys, we've really focused on winning, you know, winning the day. That was one thing that we talk about all the time is, you know, regardless of what we're doing, I don't, I don't care about tomorrow. Um, I, I, I care about you now um, and how you feel about what you're doing. Um, are you, are you confident in, in your workouts? Are you confident in your conditioning? Um, if we're going to go out and run the 40, do you feel confident that you're going to do the best you can? And at the end of it, there's going to be nothing left for you to feel bad about, like, you know, win the day, you know, just, just win the day. Uh, and then, you know, we'll focus on tomorrow. We'll worry about that time tomorrow, but today you do everything you can to be a better version of yourself and a better version of what you were the day before. Well, that's, yeah, that's, and that prepares them for life too. So it goes back to kind of where we started, which is that idea of they're going to head off into society at some point. And if they have that lesson behind them, and we talk about all the time as coaches, but you know, in life, there's going to be a lot of crappy things that happen to you. And if we get too down on it and we let it take over, then next thing we know, we look up and we, we look back at our life and probably full of, full of regrets and, and sadness. And we, we didn't get a chance to live it as full as we probably should have. Um, uh, but before I let you go, I, I kind of want to just hand the mic over to you and, uh, you know, if there's anything we missed, um, if there's any lesson that you, you know, had to, to give away to people, if there's anything that you think might be helpful for people that we haven't covered yet, just kind of hand the mic over to you and, and give you, give you the last go of it. Yeah, no, I, I, I think we covered a lot. I mean, I hope, um, I hope this message, um, serves, you know, serves somebody else. I, you know, I hope that maybe they can find hope in it, um, that, um, regardless of what, what they're, you know, going through, um, that, you know, obviously conversations like this, or even just something as simple as, as a tweet can really just make an impact. Cause I know, um, just having just the different coaches, uh, reach out and, and communicate, you know, their experiences or what they're going through. It kind of makes me, uh, feel, uh, appreciated or not just appreciated, but just, you know, to know that somebody else is experiencing the same thing, but still has the energy to, to get up and still continue to fight and continue to push forward. Um, you know, and I just, I, I want, I want people to know that, um, that expression, you know, you're, you're never out of the fight. Um, there's, there's plenty of people that could probably say, you know, it, you should probably just hang it up. It doesn't sound like it's going to change, but, but for me, it's, it's, it's almost impossible. Um, I, I'm, I'm invested. Um, you know, I absolutely love these guys and, um, you know, I, I hope, uh, this, this fall, somebody can, can look at, you know, could look us up and, and see that we've changed, changed things. Um, and that's, uh, that's what I hope. Um, and I, I think it's, I, I definitely think it's going to happen this year. I think so too. And we're, I, you know, we're all rooting for you. And I, I, I think you're awesome. It sounds to me like you're the right person for that job because, you know, we talked about already, but it's, it's really easy for people to, to just accept the mentality of, well, we just, we lose. That's the way that we do things and to just kind of carry on that way. And um, I'm excited for those kids. I'm excited for you, excited for the, the, the communities, I should say, uh, yeah. there at OPH. And um, uh, really appreciate you coming on. And, and anytime an hour goes by so fast, I know it was a good conversation. So thank you so much, Nick. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Coach. Thank you so much for having me on. I uh, again, I absolutely enjoy, you know, enjoy talking ball. So, um, you know, I just appreciate you letting me, you know, have this opportunity. Good luck to Coach Strack and the OPH players, parents, schools, three of them, and fans as they head into their fall season. As we wrap this episode up, there's one thing that's become very clear for me and hopefully for you as well during this journey to meet and talk to high school coaches from all over the country. And it's that regardless of the environment in which we coach, we all face some really similar realities. Even a coach like Nick, who's tasked with seemingly impossible job of bringing together three different high schools in one football program. 
I hope everyone enjoyed the episode as much as they enjoyed the third HS Coaches Club Twitter chat a couple of weeks ago. If you missed it, head up to the search bar on Twitter, type in hashtag HS Coaches Club, then click latest. You'll be able to dive right in as if you were there. The next chat will be Tuesday, August 31st at 9 p.m. Eastern. The topic is parents' involvement, something I think we all have strong opinions of. And if you aren't signed up for the weekly newsletter or if you haven't picked up some High School Coaches Club stickers, you should definitely do so. Head on over to highschoolcoachesclub.com to get started. And don't forget to leave a rating or a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Most importantly, if you found any value at all from this episode or any previous episode, please share this on social media to your followers, uh, through email to your fellow coaches, or the old-fashioned way, just give someone a phone call, tell them in person. It doesn't matter how. Just find a way to bring some more people into the fold. That's how we all get better, and that's how we grow the club. Huge fist bump to Nick Straka for jumping on the call with me. Thanks again to Netting Pros for sponsoring the episode, and to you for clicking that play button. If you have any recommendations for people who should be guests on the show, be sure to reach out to me, even if that recommendation is you. Follow the club on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at HS Coaches Club. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Max Price and can reach me via email max at highschoolcoachesclub.com. All right, that's it. That's all I've got. You're awesome. You matter. Thanks for all you do. And as Coach Lee would say, loving you. <laughs>